Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Astor Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jas, what did we do last week? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Like, because I've completely forgot what we've done last time. <laughs> we wrapped up Zora's domain, is what we've done last time. <laughs> Jay, what are we up to this week? Well, this week, uh, now that we've seen to all four regions of the world and solved their phenomena they were experiencing, uh, we should probably return to Lookout Landing and see what's going on. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we would get, as soon as we finish the four phenomena, we get a notification to go and speak to Pura. Um, because it will say, regional phenomenon complete. And then your yes. next objective will be... Um, but little fun fact is that technically this is the first time you have to speak to Pura. Yeah, um, you just shared the, a, a video with us that I saw for the first time where players can go off and clear all four region, regional phenomena without ever having spoken to Pura, which might not sound impressive until you realise that you have to speak to Pura to get the paraglider. Yeah. So, but I mean, with Zonai devices and stuff, mm-hmm. I guess it does make sense you could finish all four of those things without one. I suppose, right? But, but yeah, your approach still, is just going to be massively like different. Like, yeah, you're going to yeah. avoid like all the high places you possibly can because you know you're. It's going to be a long trek <laughs> back down. Just thinking, well, you're for just going to have to massively stock up on parts for them. Um, Hover bikes. Yeah. Thinking of like the likes of um the uh called Colgara fight. Like Yeah, must be a nightmare. Like how how the hell do you do that? That becomes <laughs> you know a bit from a from a very easy boss, I'll be a spectacle. Actually like to... interested in trying that myself <laughs> yeah. at some point, see see how we get on, see if it how enjoyable it might be. It sounds interesting. No no paraglider <laughs> run. I think it will be a novelty at first, but I think the enjoyment would mm. quickly fade. Probably. I guess. Obviously, there are those folks out there who are just super into doing these kind of challenge runs, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that's that's a very specific kind of gamer who gets into that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I remember telling you guys that my friend Matty did go pretty long into this game before realising this game had a paraglider. Yeah, But that wasn't him doing a cool challenge thing, that was just him being an idiot. Yeah, just missing, like, the the blinking objective marker on the map. But it's easily done, like, done it myself to the point where, like, at the point you're like, yo, you should go to Rito Village. And I'm like, no, I will not. (laughs) I will go to the south of the map instead. (laughs) Oh yeah, obviously I understand refusing to do what the game is telling you. Yeah. 
But yes, if we do do as we're told and go and speak to Pura, um, either way, when we get there, she'll oh, good, great. But, by the way, we've just seen Princess Zelda at the castle. Yeah, and then you go and join her um, at our giant telescope and then a blood moon appears and you see Zelda like standing like by Hyrule Castle, right? Is this the only scripted blood moon across both games? Uh... I mean, I guess there's one in the Demon yeah. Sing cutscene, but trying to think uh, you might be right yeah you might be right yeah I can't think of another no so that's, that's a, a little thing at least but yes look through it and then Blood Moon pops up and who do we see up on Hyrule Castle itself but Princess Zelda Princess Ooh. Zelda Yes, yes. Seemingly locked in one of the spires of the castle. Um, and yeah. Big kind of a... I don't know if we... We must have mentioned this at some point, but this gives me big kind of like Paper Mario, Mario Galaxy vibes. Any Mario game where the castle gets ripped out of the earth by Ganon. Uh, but not by Ganon, by Bowser. <laughs> and uh, and looked into the sky. Um, getting to Hyrule Castle this time, a bit trickier than it was in Breath of the Wild. Um, yes and no. I suppose from a traversal standpoint, yes. Not from a difficulty standpoint. Yeah. Like, I remember Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. Like, Obviously, everyone talks about the whole thing, but, oh, you could just go and fight the final boss from the start of the game. Yeah, but it involves going through, like, the most difficult challenge gauntlet in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Thousands of guardians, laser beams this way and that, monsters. Um, and I think it was a really common thing. I know I did it, and I think a lot of people did it, to um, go to Hyrule Castle, like, early in your playthrough. To like sneak around, find some items, stuff like that. Um, like way before you need to go there in the story. And that was like a really big. I I remember. I really remember my pre-story trip to Hyrule Castle. Same. Like sneaking in, all kinds of. Like I had to get all my stealth armor. I was like just barely made it out alive. I was taking all kinds of screenshots. Um, whereas in Tears of the Kingdom, as you say, traversal-wise, you have to build a contraption or launch yourself from a Skyview Tower and then use um, Tulin. Tulin's Wind. Mm-hmm. But once you get there, it's actually... I mean, there's there's mobs and stuff in there, but it's nowhere near the challenge dungeon it once was. Yeah, so before we actually speak about the this story quest as such, did any of you go to Hyrule Castle before the story took you there in Tears of the Kingdom. I actually didn't. Yeah, I just left it off. I didn't really feel well. compelled to in the same way. It's kind of funny because so it puts, cause early on it does put you at the, the first gatehouse, so it's kind of 
mm-hmm. like tempting you from, from like that main like early objective to like oh, I guess at that the stage, castle again. Uh, I guess at that stage you're not gonna have um, like the uh, yeah the devices the, and stuff the devices and yeah. the you don't even have, I don't even think you have a paraglider at that point either. Don't think so. You get it after you come back to lookout landing after your initial jump to the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I did go to Hyrule Castle before the story took me there uh, to get um, the new uh, refurbished uh, champion's tunic. Oh, you're actually right. Yes, me too. Ah, there we go. Um, and <laughs> it's if I remember rightly, it's empty. It's just, mm. I don't think there's any enemies. Mm-hmm. It's just like empty and eerie, um, and like very different vibes from my trip early, early trip to Britain, Breath of the Wild to the castle, which, like you were saying, Luke was tense, sneaking from room to room. I remember I went there after I got the Zora armor, and my entry into the castle was going up the waterfalls from the side of the castle. Um, mm. with the Zora armor, so pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like really, really vivid memories of that. Whereas in this game, it's well, there's nothing really there. <laughs> Plus, it's kind of you can get there probably fairly quickly in the game just by having enough Zonai devices and battery power. But it is more hard gated this time by mm. batteries of not having battery power or not having stamina or Tulin's power to actually help you get there. Is there still like NPCs like hanging about like when you go that early? Because I never went like early no. like to the castle. Nope. No, no enemies. No, no NPCs. Uh, all the NPCs are on the ground level obviously because mm-hmm. they got ripped out yeah. of the... I did find that weird though like once like I did go there like on the actual objective and then they're like Random like NPCs hanging about in the castle. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, most dangerous place in Hyrule, and you're just hanging out on the bottom level. Or that, yeah, that, well, that odd. Not so much anymore, considering there's absolutely bugger all in the castle. Um, mm. It's uh, maybe down below. When I visited to get the tunic, I literally just went to the throne room and pretty much left. Same. So I didn't explore the bowels and the caves and stuff. So there may have been some beasties down there. Yeah, because I, I don't know if you remember, this is, we're talking way back on one of our earliest episodes, but I did have like an early jaunt through the caves and come across like mm. um, black horribles and things like that. Mm, yeah. So, you know, tough, tougher enemy varieties um, than, well, the nothing that's in the castle itself. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the main throne room, I guess, is deliberately empty because we'll be in there having a specific encounter later on. Yes, yes. We'll speak about that towards the end of this episode, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, even when you arrive there, um, at first, am I right in saying there's, there are, once you go there for the story, there's dead enemies like kind of patrolling about? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In the different rooms and stuff. Uh, no, not so much in the rooms because, well, we'll kind of go through what happens in the story. I know, here I know. Well. kind of edges as well, right? There's a whole bunch of enemies like patrolling. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there's like basically. some like likes, and yeah, there's there's some guards. 
And like I'm you sure there's correct. a Hinox, a Hinox kind of like lazing about underneath a bridge or something like that down there as well. Yeah, there's a little bit of this and that. Yeah, mm. you are correct. Yeah, castles still in a a pretty ruined state from when we were last there. Yeah, I think we talked about that back when we did the Bunny Fyro Castle like opening of the game mm-hmm. that Zelda hasn't like moved back in. Yes. And then we're talking about, yeah, but for the people of Hyrule, there's like a hundred years of this being the worst place in the world mm-hmm. that they'll have to think about. So it actually does kind of make sense that she wouldn't choose to go and make that her home. And that's why Lookout Landing sort of exists instead, I suppose. As the hub of what is essentially Hyrule's government at the moment. So um, before we actually speak about what what we do here, if you go past the castle, uh, there is a shrine up on the castle. Uh, yes. For us to fast travel. Which I have got. To. At the very least, I immediately went and unlocked, so it would be my fast travel point. So yeah. double map shrine. There, that's the one. Um, also known as the, the way, way up. up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this one is pretty much just a big old ascend puzzle. Mm. Um, you're pretty much um, putting like these metal tiles onto like these kind of rails to um, create a platform for you to ascend through. Then you kind of construct your own sort of um, kind of platform scaffold thing to to do the same again so uh yeah it's uh it's just use a bit of ultra hand use a bit of ascend nothing too special for this one i didn't even remember it until i looked at the pictures on the wiki yeah but now that you do mention it i do kind of remember it and <laughs> this kind of ascend puzzle is like it is fun because ascend is very like, well, as we've talked about many times, it's the power I constantly forgot I had. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Ascend... Ascend feels like in, like, an older Zelda game, this would be the core gimmick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very um, much like the um, hieroglyph power from... Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like between, between worlds. worlds. Yeah. But you could fully very imagine this being like a recurring power that you get used to as you go through different dungeons and also feels like a power though that the, like the developers created just for like testing stuff like on the map like at a design level yeah. and then they're just like you know what that's a good idea let's just keep it in the game it feels it feels like a power they built just to flex on every other game ever made because like the stability and solidity of this world is like yeah consider, think of like Assassin's Creed or something, where you can just be walking in a town and suddenly you're falling through the floor for a thousand miles into a black void. And they've built a game where the entire world is built of such solid rock that you can float through it. Yeah. I do love that. That's what happens when you have... Your your perennial bad game example. I'd love it. Yeah, because it's fucking shite. <laughs> it's, it's just I, I love it. Just it hasn't changed for like seventeen years. <laughs> That's... <laughs> so it's such an effect on him. Uh, like, to the one brief time I spent playing Assassin's Creed, I fell through the floor every five minutes. So yeah, it is my example for that. <laughs> which, which one was that? Three. Nah. Yeah. 
in the same aspect as well, like it's like in Breath of the Wild, like the fact that you could like climb on anything, like that was like a big mm-hmm. flex from Nintendo as well. When yeah, you look at a lot of games like these days, like they're just kind of they kind of point you in a direction, and you can only climb the yellow paint markers. <laughs> Let's not get too into the yellow paint. Today. <laughs> yeah, leave but, that to the side, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the reason I don't like the yellow paint thing is because it's usually a game which is very linear, trying to pretend it's not. Mm. And, like, either make a game which is very open and free, or just embrace being a game and make, like, a Mario level. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to pretend it's an immersive realistic world but then have I get why they, I get why they do it though to an extent like there is certain like kind of section of players that are just kind of do need that type of guidance yeah um, yeah no, but that's my that's my point if you if you need if you want to make a game where the players have to go a very specific way just make that the only way they can go Don't oh yeah yeah completely agree over yeah. a Overfill your world with overly elaborate graphics, and then not actually have it mean anything. Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of getting yeah. at as well. Like, probably, is, I guess it kind of confuses <laughs> that type that player. Like if they have almost like too much to do, so then the developers are like kind of kind of over designing their game to an extent. Yeah. All I'm hearing is I'm hearing none of this because uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to be the game of the year. <laughs> so. <laughs> What year is that? 1996. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to be the game of the year as well to an extent because I've got it in my fantasy critic league. So take that, take that easy. Anyway, game of the year. Dogma two. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Looks a bit the comp- complete ropey in places to me. Yeah, that's the beauty of Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it, well, man. Yeah. No, I, 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 to be fair though, I do like a double, a, like a good double A game. So, you know, no, may still like it. Yeah, I got. Yeah, you're you're the number one double A game liker that I know. I'm surprised yeah, to hear you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm like though, like combat and action games though, right? If the combat's not good, like, mm. it'll throw me off. But yeah, Dragonstorm 1's combat's incredible. Speaking of combat, once we... Uh, <laughs> once we... Well, I was going to say, actually, before we get into any combat... Oh? Um, as well as going to the... Um, the shrine above the castle, mm-hmm. um, there is a little... A brief trip we could make below the castle before we climb up. Oh? The um, Hillian Shield. Oh yeah, it's uh, down in the docks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Probably so, worth a little visit. Certainly. Uh, I don't think you have to fight as like Stalnox in a cage or anything for it this time. Uh there's gloom hands, I believe. Ah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually considerably harder than last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you could probably still run and pick it up and 
book it out there if you want it early. The little puzzle was still right to kind of collect it, like a light puzzle. Like you set I a, some can't remember. On fire, I think. You might be right, actually. You might be right, yeah. Definitely remember fighting the glue mans, though, like in the docks area and just like battling it out and then to get that reward for the Hellion Shield is quite nicely done. Uh, dotted about the Pyro Castle as well as you kind of explore and clamber around there is the Royal Guards set so if you are struggling for armour as well at this point that's a good set to pick up ah. top tips you're a Hyrule Field reporter <laughs> for once <laughs> for, 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 for once yes But yeah, so once we've uh, geared up, ready to roll, um, I believe we firstly go to, I think we start at the, yeah, once you get to the castle, that's right, you, like, Link hears Zelda going, Link, Link, where are you, Link? And um, Yeah, just like that. Don't think Don't think Patricia Somerset needs to worry about her job anytime soon. <laughs> I'm not gunning for it. Um and yeah, so your objective marker goes to the second gatehouse to start off with. So a bit strange, you would have thought Zelda might have met you in the throne room. But obviously by this point pretty sure this isn't Zelda. So Yeah. Yeah, unless you've been completely ignoring every side quest and also everything every character tells you during a main quest. <laughs> yeah. You should have been clued into the fact this isn't the real Zelda at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to actually have unlocked this this quest, you'd be... You'd, like, you've done do, the four phenomena, yeah, so... And I think I think the most, like, sus Zelda is the... Is the Yonobo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Where she gets them all hooked on drugs. And gives you know, an evil mind controlling mask. Yes. Like, <laughs> not sure about this Zelda. I don't know what she's up to. Practice. <laughs> um, and yeah, her sus activities continue because when we go in to the second gatehouse, which I think, if I remember rightly from Breath of the Wild, this was like one way you could enter the castles by going through each of the gatehouses. And I think they were like, progressively hard enemies guarding it. Like I'm pretty sure at one point you have to fight like a white lionel or something like that. Hmm. Um so it's a it was a nice little throwback for me in my kind of story bit of Breath of the Wild that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here once you once you go up to Zelda, she vanishes and in her place is a group of enemies that you have to beat. And it's kind of like one of those monster patrol um like collective life bars. You gotta defeat all the yeah, enemies to I guess. advance. More like when we did the um the pirate castle, the pirates yeah. or the pirate stronghold, because it is just you. That's it. But yeah, she yeah she basically leads you to a series of traps. Is what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And that one player still going. I don't know. Like she's just under mind control. Oh no! <laughs> monsters keep attacking Zelda. I better rescue her. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious, and please um. Tweet us or drop us an email or what have what have you. But what if you, did you genuinely think this was Zelda? Anybody? Um. Well, there's one target audience you possibly did. Children. 
<laughs> hey kids, email us. Although, saying that, I mean, kids are smarter no, than people I, often think. Yeah, I, I I'm don't sure think a lot of them did. Yeah. But yeah, there, um, there, was, there are definitely like some six-year-olds who like struggled through the game who had just had no idea about any of the story. Yeah. But I, I was, you know, I remember watching Terminator 2 every day and still thinking that Sarah Connor was grabbing an electric fence and that's why she exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Those goddamn electric that fences. Like, that, that sounds like something your parents told you. Like, just they, like you were going, like, walking in the countryside, like, don't touch that! You'll end up like Sarah Connor. <laughs> I just don't think my parents or, or, like. Or they just to, didn't um, want to explain the, the fact that I was watching those Schwarzenegger films every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they wanted to shield me from the horrors of nuclear war, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Mm. So after we've felled these enemies, the uh, objective marker will change, and this time you have to head to the library um, in the in the castle, and. This is a bit difficult to get to because, unlike the second gatehouse where you can, you know, probably use a Zona device or something and fly your way over there because it's outside, this one's actually on like the sub-basement level of the castle and there's like tunnels and things you can find but there's also um, like big patches of gloom and lots of enemies patrolling the castle so it's a bit tricky to make your way down there. I kind of um, trek through the left-hand side of the around. castle, if I remember rightly, taking basically the long I think way I did as well. to battle through enemies, and then realised I probably could have just yeah, an easier time of a straight shot. I just dealt with the gloom that was on the ground. Yeah, I definitely remember having a bit of like a gauntlet of sorts as well, getting to the library. I, I do remember getting a little bit lost in the mm. castle quite a bit more than anything and I think if, am I right in saying I could be totally wrong here in Tears of the Kingdom do you still get the big like Metroid Prime style map when you get to the castle ye um maybe because <laughs> I know you definitely do I'm in Breath of the Wild I'm pretty sure you do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, and we're off to the we're off to our reporter in the field. <laughs> I will check for you shortly, but yeah, I, I know you'd still doing dungeons and stuff. So, mm. I mean, they have one made for the castle. It'd be weird if they took it out. Because, like, I, I remember getting fairly lost and turned around as well. And I think maybe maybe part of that is because the castle's literally been upended out of the earth, so a lot of the architecture that I was kind of familiar with from the castle is, well, half of it's on the ground still. Because <laughs> uh, you do spend a good bit of time. And there's in... also there's a heck of a lot of like gloom everywhere, so you can't. Yeah. You can't as easily traverse the outside. You have to actually go into the castle and make your way through rooms. That's Whereas right. in Breath of the Wild, that you had a lot of options to just go outside and glide around and avoid exploring the castle as a building with architecture, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely gives you the big... Uh, it was more like, you use our... You do? Uh, okay, yeah. there we go. 
to use it's our a... definitions, it was more like an indoor shrine than an outdoor shrine. <laughs> um, <laughs> dungeon, I mean. Messed it up. Messed up my own. Enjoyed your enjoyed the Terry for more of because indoor shrine, outdoor shrine. <laughs> um, but yeah, once we eventually do get to the castle, um, once again Zelda's waiting for us there, and oh, once again monsters spawn. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is the trend of this this dungeon, if you want to call it that, where uh, you are going to be chasing Zelda, quote unquote around the castle and different monsters will uh, spawn with each encounter. I think you have to do this. Let's have a count here. One, two, three, six times total (laughs) before uh, she moves to her final destination. Um, So, did I mean, obviously, it's Zelda. It's Tears of the Kingdom. It's still fantastic. But how did you guys feel about this bit of the game? Um, I think uh, I pretty quickly cottoned on that this wasn't the end of the game. Oh, well, that's a point. Yeah, actually. Did you think this was the finale when you were going here the first time? When I first went there, I thought I might be, like, starting the finale. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But as I was in here, I pretty quickly realised, oh, okay, there's going to be some more after this. This isn't it. Um, and then I was kind of like, I wasn't bothered or anything, but I was like, okay, can we get to the the boss fight? You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it dragged on a bit too long. Like, it if just, maybe it just, Yeah, just like one or two less, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If she, if she tried it, it wasn't working, and she's like, fine. And then cool Ganondorf. But yeah. I think it's caused like, it's got like those in between parts, right? Like it's caused like, obviously you've got the patrols around the areas and then like you're kind of chasing that and then you have to fight through the patrols to get to the next kind of phase of the objective and that's what kind of maybe just drags that out right drags it out yeah like, it's like oh, i'm fighting shit. enemies to get to my fight with enemies sort of mm. and i i like the combat in this game but I, it's not you know bayonet or enemy cry i don't play this game mm-hmm. to fight enemies yeah like, it's the joy of this game is in the traversal in the world right yeah and exploring and seeing new things whereas seeing more and more rooms of just moblins and the goblins is not quite that's not where this game is at its best i don't think anyone would argue with that yeah yeah definitely i do like that it takes you to some of like locations that you might have been familiar with from the original game like original game from breath of the wild rather um like uh uh the library and you go to zelda's room at one point as well Mm -hmm. um and I think that's actually where two of the pieces of the Royal Guard set are found, is one is in Zelda's room. And I think one of them is... Do you remember there was like a little secret like, <laughs> study, like, a secret, like study room yeah, in the Zelda library, study, like behind... Yeah. A, oh, behind yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like think it might have even been... The case or something like that. It might have even been the King's study, actually, just now I think about it. Um, hmm. There is a Zelda study. Uh, Zelda pretty study sure. as well, though, dear, or room, though. I can see all that. Near a room, yes, you are spot on, yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure in Breath of the Wild, and I don't know if they're still there in Tears of the Kingdom, you would get little um, like diaries that were left by the king or by Zelda that you could read through. Mm. Um, and I think Zelda's diary in Breath of the Wild was like one of the rare bits of like 
characterization that Link gets. Like talking about why he like a reason he might be so quiet. Yeah, it talks so... about like his dad and stuff like that and Yeah, and it mentions like oh he's he's he, he's so quiet because he has to shoulder all the, the burden and mm-hmm. and and you know, doesn't want to let his stress show. And it's like, wow, that's surprisingly heavy for a Zelda Well, that's game. Zelda's read on him. I'm pretty sure he's just completely away with the fairies. Fair-headed <laughs> doofus, but... Yeah. Total, total head yeah, yeah. He's completely oblivious, like, yeah, I'll help Maybe you. Maybe that's... <laughs> it's like Zelda's looking at him going, oh, he's so deep and, you know, what's so stern and silent. I wonder what's really going on inside his head. And then it cuts to Link's head and it's just the, the monkeys with the symbols splanging together. It goes to his head and it's like, if I attach this rock to this stick, I can make a rock on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But all of the... If there is an element of slightly getting repetitive when you're fighting through the rooms of enemies. For me, it's worth it when you get to the boss. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's... So, you enter the room, and Zelda gets there. Uh, Zelda's there, and she's talking to Link. And she pretty much does the... Um, <laughs> the Thanos bit from Infinity War. Did you know what I'm on about? <laughs> where she uh, goes like, where in Infinity War, Thanos is on his home planet. He goes, "I used to live here," and it was oh yeah yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful once, and like he he, <laughs> he uses the gauntlet and he like creates an illusion to make uh, his mm-hmm. home planet look like vibrant and you know beautiful as he's talking to Iron Man or something. <laughs> and, yeah, Doctor Strange he's talking to, but yeah, I know I know the bit you mean now. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Zelda, quote unquote, does the same with the throne room here, and it's like mm-hmm. as it was, and you know, yeah, we've only ever seen this in cutscenes, right? This is yeah, cutscenes and seen, like her and Rome having a chit chat, and it mm-hmm. would have looked like this. That's it. That's it. And uh, and sh- sh- I can't remember. Does she try and like almost like? tempt Link here into like staying here and living with her or something? Um, I think she does it for like a second while some Ganons appear behind him or something. I don't think it's a very earnest attempt. Okay. <laughs> Not some <laughs> mad twist into psychological like a psychological thriller here or something like that. It's just... Yeah, well, see, unlike the real Zelda, I think this Zelda knows that Link's a himbo and that psychological warfare is going to be useless. <laughs> probably probably read the diary while she was waiting for Link to appear and like tore that page out and go, what, what, what a load of nonsense. That's not my Link. See, saying a line like, that's not my Link, is getting into some sort of fan fiction-y both Zeldas are in love with Link. Love Triangle. <laughs> I'm sure I could find that for you on the internet if I wanted to. Yeah, it's called Hyrule Warriors, the original one. It wasn't Sia Oh, yeah, yeah, with Sia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was basically the plot of the game. Was yeah. wow, Link's so hot. And that's why she did all the things she did. 
Do you remember the level in Hyrule Warriors? There's like Sia's mansion. Oh, where it's like just the, statues, the, of just, like portraits of him on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that brilliant! The bad version of Sidon. <laughs> to be fair, though, they were bang on because that link with his scarf was like the most popular link. <laughs> People Just, did fancy that one. It was a cool costume. Yeah, that's all Link needed was a little blue scarf. That's it. It's all about the accessories, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, um, the Ocarina of Time devs, right? They talk about, um, they gave Link a little earring to make him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, that's why they probably gave him like longer hair as well and a little kind of hairband mm-hmm. to tie up his hair. So not a clip of Re- Reggie going, "Link's hot, yeah, Link's hot." <laughs> like, like on, I'm sure he did it on like a, I think it was on like a talk show, like when the Switch was getting launched. But then they also have made a point in the past of like, oh yeah, we but we deliberately give him like a couple of features to make him a bit goofy so he's not just hot. Because he needs to be relatable. So they'll give him like slightly too big a nose. Or they'll make him act like an idiot or something. <laughs> so yeah. It's like um, the Pokemon devs talk about you can't make a Pokemon just 100% cute because no one will fall in love with it. There has to be something slightly wrong with it as well. <laughs> love that design you that's brilliant how do we get onto this oh yeah both Zelda the evil fake shadow Zelda fancies Link okay <laughs> in the Hyrule Field Report head canon yes <laughs> but um of course the um it's not actually Zelda what a twist <laughs> so total surprise um, I'm shocked if we'd not seen the the cutscene where they kill um, what's her chops? Sonya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was still the possibility that this was like a mind-controlled Zelda or something like that. Very true. I didn't think about that. That that could have been Because a... part of me was wondering if we were going to get a little bit of a um, Twilight Princess retread and have an actual boss fight with Zelda. Ah, Okay. Because there's that bit in the final boss, one of the sections is Ganondorf like puppet Zelda, and you have to fight her. Yeah, that's right. She kind of like floats about, right? If I remember that yeah. fight, I don't remember that bit being a very good bit of the fight for what it's worth. I I remember it being cool that it happened. Yeah, yeah. But as a fight, it was very easy. But that's fine. I mean, you quickly moved on to the two very cool fights with Ganondorf himself. So. Yeah, it was phase one of a four-phase battle, I think, right? Because you, yeah. you had, There's you like had a Big Pig. Big Pig, you had Ganondorf on a horse, then you had Ganondorf mano a mano. So. Yeah. All pales in comparison to Wind Waker Ganon. <laughs> what a fight. I do think Twilight um, Princess Ganon was a pretty good fight, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... We'll maybe talk more about Ganondorf fights on a later episode, potentially. Well, we'll talk a little bit about a Ganondorf fight very soon, because yes, <laughs> we now have the Shadow Ganon boss fight. <laughs> y- yes, um, Phantom Ganon, rather. Phantom Ganon, uh, that's it. Um, I can't yes. remember, does it start as a fight with one? 
Or do you go straight into fighting multiple at once? Doesn't he like manis- manifest himself as like a massive like figure when you first see him? Well, pops out of the ground. Yes, he's like this. Like he becomes, <laughs> he appears in the and it's like he's the bloody like Wizard of Oz, like a giant floating like hologram. <laughs> and like he starts like mocking um Link. He's he's like projecting his power from below the castle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. Like a very cool visual. Good kind of stand off moment as well. Oh. All, like the sages with you as well at that point. If I remember right. Yeah, I don't think that happens right away. I think Not Luke right away. is right. I think you um yeah that this is yeah this is what happens so you firstly you fight them all alone and then hmm because i remember like fighting a bunch and then he summons more right yeah it's sort of there's there's definitely a bunch of phases to this uh we haven't got the walkthrough so does it mention the boss fight yeah, so it looks as though you actually fight a group of five of them or yes. something like that um, alone. But yeah, so there's and no, there's no like it doesn't tease you with just one at any point, as well as wondering initially. No, no, you, you, you he summons multiple at the beginning, so um, pretty bloody overwhelming if it's your first time fighting Phantom Ganon. <laughs> That's cause... true, yeah, because there's. <laughs> There hasn't been one you've had to fight up till this point. Nope. And if you'd been nope. spooked by the gloom hands, you wouldn't even have known these existed. Yep. Um, and it's it's they're they're tough buggers. It's a very very fun fight. And uh, yeah, so what happens is after you beat five of them, which um, I, I want to say. I want to say there are maybe not as powerful as the ones. You I don't think they have as much health as a a, a standard one, right? Yeah. I'm pretty well, maybe, sure. No, I'm maybe the big. Sure. Can they do the gloom on the floor as effectively as the other ones? I can't remember. Because that's so, a big factor when you fight the ones that come from gloom hands, right? If you don't react quickly enough. Well, what, yeah, what, the yeah. So after you beat a, a few of them. Um. Oh, it looks as if you fight all all ten of them by yourself. So you fight, you beat the first five, and then they regroup, and one of one of them starts creating a big like gloom puddle, and you have to like you have to hit that one with something before um before it like turns the whole room into gloom soup. And, uh, gloom soup, love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the opposite of that um. Adam Driver, good soup, mean. <laughs> Gloom soup. So what happens is after you beat all ten, um, Ganondorf, the the real version, the giant kind of puppet version, mummy lad, he'll appear and he'll start summoning a big gloom blast, which is what took you out at the very start of the game. Um, mm. And, uh, but fortunately, you're saved by the sages. Or not the sages. Oh, yeah, the sages, the new sages. Yeah, 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 the new sages, yeah. Um, sages, the next generation. Sages, the next generation, yeah. Picard, Riker, Worf. <laughs> Unovo is bloody Geordie LaForge. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I was going to go for Wesley, but sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I like Geordie in regular episodes. I, find, I hate Geordie in Geordie episodes. Because okay. it's always like, I've fallen in love with a hologram. And it's like, Geordie, <laughs> stop being a space itself. <laughs> Total Star Trek digression for you. <laughs> if this was Game Game Show, the episode title would absolutely be Space and Cell. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's, it's at this point here, you get that cool standoff moment you were talking about. Yes, yeah, where you've yeah. got the. I was like, wait, wait, I had that myself. I thought it was like a pre kind of standoff thing. Mm. I think you're thinking of the. There's a there is a moment like that with the final encounter. Yeah, so there's also yourself. yeah, probably. Yeah. But there's a moment here where the giant kind of um, Wizard of Oz hologram looks down at you and uh, talks shit basically. Yeah, he's basically, like <laughs> gloating about his power, right? As well. Yeah, he's saying my power nearly back to full power. And you will never be able to stand against me. <laughs> I just thought that happened beforehand, and then he unleashes the puppet, like the Phantom Ganon's onto you. I'm like, ah, the gotcha. way I remember it, that's how I got it. Just got it all backwards. Hmm. I'd like to also add that uh, Matt Mercer also does not need to worry about his job. <laughs> that's kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nintendo. Uh, J DLC pack, voice pack. <laughs> Jay does it's every like, voice for every voice, yeah, yeah, for every Hello, character. Linky. <laughs> Link. <laughs> Wait, Jay, can you give me an open your eyes? <laughs> Link, open your eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna try and put that in the opening music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It's not. It's, oh yeah! It's wake up. Wake up's the one I need. Oh okay. <clears throat> Link, wake up. <laughs> you know what you're reminding me of? What's that? Monkey on the car. Same <laughs> <laughs> because he was laughing at the end of it as well. <laughs> oh man. So um, after that, we have to head back to Lookout Landing after we've taken down the the sh- the fa- they said Shadow Ganon. You only got me doing it as well. Look, Phantom <laughs> Ganon Army. Um, there is actually a, a one last goodie that we forgot to speak about, which is a cool find. It's a unique weapon at the very tip of the top of the castle. Um, you can get the Dusk Bow, which I think is Zelda's bow from Twilight Princess. Oh. So, yeah, I only actually found out about that when researching this episode. I definitely didn't find it mm-hmm. when I was in yeah. the castle. Yeah, I didn't find it in the game either. I well, did, because cool. I, I went... Uh, what am I, I think my first Breath of the Wild screenshot I've got on my Switch, maybe the first screenshot on my Switch full stop, is me at the very top of uh, Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild, like looking down. I have um, that screenshot, but there's no way it's my first. I was taking a screenshot over the crest of every hill in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> actually, I, p- I probably took one at the opening, like, um, 
Yeah, we all did. Title drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is the bow any good? Like the dusk bow? Uh, I don't know because yeah, by this no, point he's on the wall of his house. <laughs> <laughs> Another yes. trophy to the collection. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, I'm just, you're, I'm just thinking that like uh, I quite like like the, the, the Demon King bows, like my go-to bow most of the time. I was just wondering if it was yeah, any better. I had than like, that. Like, oh, the Demon King bows are yeah. or Lionel ones if you got them. Yeah, yeah. I think the Demon King ones particularly good because you know by this point in the game you probably have a good chunk of well, heart containers and I think the more life you've got the more powerful it is so yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but uh, every yes. time we talk about putting weapons in our house Jas reacts the way I do when people talk about keeping transformers in their box <laughs> like, no it's meant to be taken out and played with <laughs> exactly shocking behaviour <laughs> <laughs> the last straw was the, the light scale trident unbelievable not to use that weapon. Making it harder for yourself. That's because we're pro gamers, mate. You're using the crutch, but... <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jay are coming in clutch. So, uh, after... <laughs> after we've... Uh... Done that. We return to look at landing, and we have a debrief of sorts with with Pura. Yeah, you can have like a little chat with each individual sage first, and there's like a little uh, what would the word be? Like a little council, council summit. of sages, sort of thing. Yeah, a little yeah. summit, summit of sages. Yeah. I will carry uh, the break. nice little moment because it's like. I've, Everything you've done so far actually comes together a little bit. Yeah, and uh, the uh, when they're uh, how's it revealed? Does I think as they all talk about seeing the visions of the sages, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, so they talk about a fifth sage, um, yeah. and that's kind of our next big objective is to well find out. Who's this fifth sage? Like, what's what's that all about? Did they even exist? And Pura suggests that um, we need to investigate some ruins from from age of ages past. And uh, so all the but sages also, they say each of the other sages says they'll go back and investigate, right? Yeah. So they say we're going to go back to our own regions. We'll cover our neck of the woods, um, which just leaves Link to kind of, I suppose, handle the the Hetero region and uh but for me it wasn't until this section that I started going back to the sages and getting the um the helmets at each region. I did the exact same. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought this I thought this quest irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought this quest I thought this quest triggered those side quests unlocking. Yeah, um, same. I thought it was quite a cool touch. If so, like we've been doing some digging, we found this. I, I knew there were side quests, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it turns out we could, as we've been doing on this podcast, you could have done them the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've got a few things that we can we can look to do at this, this at this stage here. So we've got a uh, well, we can follow the trail of the. Uh, of the fifth sage, we can head off to Kakariko Village, which is where they suggest we head to, to uh, 
to find out more about what's going on with this fifth sage. Um, we can maybe find out just exactly what happened to Zelda and go hunting for some more tears. Um, maybe we want to reunite with a, a weapon, a certain blade of heroes. But uh, as to where we'll go, I'll have to tune in next time to find out. Mm, JB and a coy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, look. Tease us with some places you can follow us. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the podcast on Twitter at HyroFilPod. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please do rate and review, like and subscribe, tell all your friends. Um, and you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. And there, for just a dollar a month, you can hear episodes as soon as I'm done editing them. And you can find links to the other podcasts that we create. We have The Game Game Show, which you've maybe heard mentioned on this one a couple of times. We have Luke Loves Pokemon, which is a similarly deep dive just into families of Pokemon. And um, there's Monster Mash, which me, Jay, and Jass all do, but it's currently on hiatus, but there's all the old episodes. Or you can check out some film podcasts and TV podcasts and bits and bobs like that. Um, even if you don't want to support, just head to that link, patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. You can find all of that jazz. And uh, speaking of jazz or jazz, I think we need some sage words of advice to see us out this week. Yeah. Uh, did you know the closest you can get to cleaning your skeleton is brushing your teeth? Suppose that makes sense. <laughs> Not gonna like rip a bone out and scrub it clean. <laughs> Actual On advice check in with your dentist regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. I left it way too long and I had to have root canal, so. Fun. Well, well, actually, it's the, one, it's the one case where healthcare is cheaper in Japan than the UK, so... Ah, nice. Because dentistry is covered by my medical insurance. We can't fix your teeth, but we can tongue some audio content into your We can break them for week. you! <laughs> <laughs> we'll break them! We'll break them if you don't come back next week! But until then, catch us later. Cheerio! Soar long! Soar long!